Welcome to the 22nd edition of the Guna podcast, sponsored by GunaShirts.com and recorded on the Monday evening after the home draw against Fulham, 24 hours before Arsenal faced West Brom at the Hawthorns. I once had a club, or should I say, it once had me. They showed me their ground, isn't it good, millions of pounds. They took all our money and told us to sit anywhere. We sang them a song, but the players, they just didn't. So out of defence, losing possession, crossing the ball. But nobody's there, and if he is, he's just too small. They gave it to Bender, but he didn't have a first touch. Sat on the bench for much too long. Now we've got a vash and we've got yeah, yeah. We've got our shaman, but is it too little, too late? Another by all, he won't work unless it's put on a plate. Get off me Toto. I've got blisters on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> First up, the return of Hampstead's premier Arsenal player stalker and close personal friend of Cesc Fabregas. Formerly known as Don Sebastiano, the man of a thousand names, Mr. Mustafa Goldstein. Hello, Cesc Fabregas. Hello. Next up, the only scheduled embodiment of any kind of sanity we're expecting this evening. Guna contributor, Mr David Udo. Uh, good evening. Uh, there's another voice of reason, a late substitute for the Highbury spy who couldn't face four nights out on the trot due to his advancing years and needs a night in front of the television. So it's welcome to our perennial short notice fill-in. Guna editor, Mr Kevin Witcher. Don't worry, listeners, Mr. Mark Ollington will be returning in about six weeks' time. We're not worthy, Kev. We're not worthy. <laughs> yeah. We're not worthy. The editor's here. He's here. <laughs> We've all talked about you know, whether or not the, the, uh, the glass is half empty or half full. And uh, one of the things that we've, we've all got to be happy about is the fact that we're still in two cups. Um, so, uh, David, what do you think of our chances in these cups? Um, well, we couldn't have asked for a kind of draw in the FA Cup. Really, um, you know, playing lower league opposition for the first three ties, knowing what our tie waiting for us is going to be, and knowing that if we do manage to get past the mighty Burnley, um, we've got Hull at home, um, and that takes us. If we then beat Hull, we're in the semi-final. So, um, 
You haven't got as good a chance as any. Um, although, if we do progress in the Champions League, I think the semi-finals coincides with, I think it's the second leg of the quarter-final. And if we're a, a goal down against Chelsea in the after the first leg, and we've got Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final, he gets to see poor Jack Wiltshire being wheeled out for his 11th game in a calendar year <laughs> um, to lose 7-0 at the new Wembley. So, um, I think it depends on the luck of the draw, but I favour us in the FA Cup over Europe. It's worrying me, actually, that that's going to happen, that we're going to see another Ali Agder situation mm. in the Cup semi-final. Not because we're going for the league, but because we're going for full spot yeah. and having the Champions League. And we might blow the only chance we've got of a trophy in the semi-final. I mean, it's Basti, what do you think? I think, oh God, this is just too depressing for words. Uh, it's been a very bad week for us. It's been a very bad season for us. It's not been that bad a week. If you think about it, last week we beat Roma. In the league, nil-nil against Sunderland yeah. at home. Tottenham nil, lost nil, yesterday. Nil, that's them, not us. Nil-nil against... Aston Villa drew. Nil-nil against... Liverpool oh, lost. God, it's not been that bad a week, has it really? Way, that only goal we scored in the last, what is it, five or six games, yeah. is we needed Van Persie to do his clever little trick of running in front of some Roma bloke. And, and stop running so that he knows the guy's going to run into him from behind and we get and a penalty. And don't give me anything, don't give me this kind of like, oh, that's a really good way of winning a penalty. Is that what turned him completely? Didn't run across him. He, he, just went, he just got in his way and thought, oh, stop running there. He knew exactly what he's doing. I think, I think so. Anyway, if that's, what, that, that's the only way we can score a goal, then we're not very good. The, the reality is, we're not very good at the moment. Are we? It's I not don't know. I don't think there's a, a fine line. Tevin, the, sorry. Went Wenger master plan. All right. All these <laughs> nil nils. Don't worry. All right. What's oh, going on at the training ground? It's serious penalty practice. <laughs> so in Europe, we're just going to nil nil every game. We're going to win on penalties every time. We're going to be in the final. It's going to be nil nil penalty shootout. We're going to put the ghost of Valencia 1980 to rest, Galatasaray 2000 to rest. We're going to win the Champions League by not scoring a single goal between now and the end of May, except for the penalty spot. I'll have it. I'll take that, won't you? Oh, oh God. God. You'll still be moaning, but I mean, oh, yeah, you, yeah. no, but you watch Manchester United at the moment. I mean, are they whopping teams? No, they're not. They're getting that goal, and there's a, a fine line in my mind. Yeah, well, the fine line is they've got a midfield. They've got a but we've got a Boué de Nielsen and Son. It's not creating we? chances that's the problem for us at the no, moment. You're it's scoring chances. We, we are Arsenal fans in denial if we think everything's rosy at the moment. I'm not saying everything's rosy. I'm just saying is, that we, we should look at it from... the pit of despair by our standards. No. The irony, just had a good ten years. The irony about football is that you can be this bad and still end up winning things. And no. I, I take you back to 1999. The new Camp. The 26th of May, 1999. Yeah. A tenth anniversary of another match, we all remember. But people have forgotten how bad Manchester United were in that Champions League final. Mm. It's such a glory night because they ended up winning the bloody thing. How good how bad were, were Liverpool when they won it that year? Well, how know, bad are they in the whole competition? How us? bad are they now in one, second spot? One thing we've got going for us is in like thirty six years of following the Arsenal, 
I've never felt more like we're never going to win anything, almost, apart from like the mid-70s. What about so, the FA Cup? And so, the, no, no, the I've never felt more like that. But that means, I remember the last time I felt like this was on the way to when we beat Palmer in 93, 94. Right. So if, if my waters or anything to go by, we probably will win the Champions League. I don't we were know. worse the next year. I mean, we looked, I mean, the thing about that is that there was a plan, wasn't there? I mean, with the way we defended and we actually, you know, we, you knew that that was, that was George's plan. Whereas now, I guess the problem is that you don't really know what's going on. You know, we're not playing defensively. We're just, I, I think, I mean, well, I don't think we're necessarily defending well. Do you, Dave? Um, not especially. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're doing anything differently defensively. No. Uh, I mean, if anything, our defensive form turned when Johan Juru came into the side and mysteriously he disappeared. Uh, and Gareth and Toure um, started playing together again and nothing much has appeared, appears to have changed. Um, if anything, Gal Clichy and Bakary Sanya's defensive positioning has, has got worse. But, you know, we're not conceding goals and ultimately you're judging results at the end of the season, aren't you? But, I mean, interestingly, Russ, based on your last comment, you've inadvertently drawn an analogy with this current Arsenal team and our situation and the last sort of death rows of George's era. Yeah, um, no, it's been done many Is Andre Arshib in the new Glenn Helder discussed? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is no, the first no, time we've, point. since George, uh, George Harrison, uh, George Graham, that we've... <laughs> That we've gone four games in the league and not scored a goal. It's that was George's time. last season, 9495. Yeah. No, so, that was set, so this is a, a, a low for Wenger. This is as low as it's in got. In that respect, yeah. It is. And in, in other respects, uh, when was the last time we saw a Wenger team booed off the pitch? Uh, just before Christmas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is happening too often it's for my life. It's happening everywhere. Liverpool get booed off the pitch and they're in, they're in the Premier League. Uh, what's worries, what worries me is that last 10 minutes against Fulham, the way that we got the ball in our own... First of all, they were playing pretty p- patterns around us the last 10 minutes. Then we got the, we got the ball, and we, it, it's like a snail. It's like Galas going, oh, I've got the ball, I've got the ball. What do I do? What do I do? Looking around. And sort of five or six players walking at snail's pace out of defence. And then we hoof it. It's, I mean, the amount of times... Remember the days when we were brilliant we used to go hoof at the other team? Mm. It's us now. We're, okay. we're hoofing. We've lost the plot. Is this as bad as the day, final days of George's era, do you think? Well, I, th- I think um, the memory plays strange tricks. And I think there's no doubt that it's a huge contrast to the football we've enjoyed under Wenger. It probably isn't quite as bad as it was under George. It just feels like it. Give me Eddie McGoldrick any um, day. I Instead think of who? The Arby. Well... No, a boy. I've, no. I've, seen, I've seen... I saw McGoldrick break, break into a sprint. Um... You know, at least once in his career, I think Vasily raised quite a salient point. There's, there's no pace in this team whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times we, we broke up attacks on Saturday, I mean, that in itself is, is shocking. The amount of times we broke down Fulham attacks on the edge of our own box. The ball falls to Diaby or Danielson, one of our two crab-like midfield players. Whereas three or four years ago, you'd suddenly have Vieira, Henri, Pires, Freddie on their bikes. Charge! We used to yeah. Sorry, no, we used to blow the oppositions. It would get the ball. It'd be like they'd be turning around, going, "What happened there?" And now it's it's so predictable. We're telegraphing everything. But who you would know? you have if those players were injured? If Perez was you take okay, you take Vieira, Perez, Burkamp, or next you know, um, the equivalent of Walcott, the equivalent of Rizicki. Out of that team, out of that great team, five players. I think it's actually six. Is it six players added by you, Eduardo, Rizicki? Walcott, Fabregas. Yeah, I mean we've got injuries, you know that. that is but they're true. top players. 
Yeah, we're missing, our, we're missing our first team, yeah, to be exactly. honest with you. We haven't got a midfield because the midfield is, it's, and even, you know, Cesc, you know. And they haven't lost in how many? But we haven't scored in how many? And the, no, fact, no. and the fact remains, when everybody's fit, as far as Arsene Wenger's concerned, one of his first choice midfield players in a team he thinks would be better than Barcelona, Real Madrid and Manchester United mm. is Danielson, and that is flagrantly bollocks. Yeah. So, I mean, who do we blame it on? Do we blame it on Arsene, or is it time for a new number two? Someone at the club is lying to us. I don't know whether it's the board, I don't know whether it's the manager, I certainly know for a fact it's the players, but start of the season... Uh, the chairman comes out and informs us uh, we've never refused Arsenal money all he has to do is ask of course there is money to spend suddenly it gets to December when it's quite obvious we do have to spend money because the current playing staff isn't as good as the manager originally thought they were and that money's dried up okay maybe because of the Highbury Square project as, as we all think and know but the official party line is that only two people have failed to complete on the Highbury Square project and it's going according to plan someone's lying I don't know who I'd like to find out and that person has to be accountable. Yeah, there's a lot of lying going on at the moment, and even just about attendances, about all sorts of things, and it's just... It's the sheer contempt which we're treating. Yeah, 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 it's no. very annoying. I've, 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 there has been some news on the Ivory Square thing. It was initially thought that uh, they had to pay off their money, uh, the loan, to build the place by um, the end of this summer. It turns out it's going to be summer of 2010, although they'd hoped to complete it all by this year because they'd hope to sell all the apartments. Um, I think the club are actively working to get the loan extended. Now, um, I think because that's not guaranteed, they have been holding back some cash for um, a scenario whereby they don't want to just let it go bankrupt and uh, effectively um, walk away, leaving the banks with a headache. So um, it's a little bit of a mystery. One thing's certain, there's not much in the way of cash flow. And the money that there is, is all being created by Wenger's selling players um, from the reserves and stuff, and then getting sold on. So we made a lot of money from Diara, or we made a lot of money from Bentley. Every time a player is sold on, it seems we, we get some money, and that's mm. the sort of thing that's paid for our shipping. Um, but there's not a lot um, for him to spend, mm. which worries me, because obviously major surgery is required new players that are needed this summer mm. and I'm struggling to see how the club will be able to afford them, especially given uh, the fact that they're probably not going to sell out the stadium for a lot of games next year. Do you think we need new players in the summer? If we get those players back, do you think we need new players? I mean, what in worries me? In certain positions, definitely. I mean, everyone knows that central defence uh, is a problem area. Okay, we've got all these nil-nils, but it's been at the cost of any kind of attacking football. So we've, we've consolidated to stop losing. That's what's gone on the last uh, two or three months. We've, we've got fed up of losing, so that we have what we hold. The problem with that is that a draw, you get three draws in a row, you might as well win one and lose two. In terms of points, it's no good. In terms of the Cups, actually quite a good habit, and that's the irony. We might actually progress in the Cups simply because we're not really taking chances. What you just say that we, we have what we hold sounds like the Tottenham crest. Like well, to do is to dare, you know, it's like it, we have what we hold. It's, it's actually yeah. historically, it's very Arsenal. And if you look is back it? to the yeah, 1971 double team, uh, you'll actually see that that kind of mindset uh, was what won us uh, those trophies. It was Herbert Chapman, wasn't it? 
start with well, one I point mean, and you look after that one point yeah. and then if you get another one on top of it then you've done it I mean that's where we are now the, the problem for um, the club is that uh, football has changed so much it's now regarded as an entertainment industry rather yeah. than giving your fans um, a result you know because in the old days all we wanted was, was to win one nil you know, if we got that, we've watched a really crap game. I'll settle for that. Um, every game of the season. Well, funny enough, we, we've done that a few times this season, and people are still not happy. I'm talking about the games over Christmas against yeah, Pompey. Yeah. Yeah. Is it though? I mean, like Liverpool don't play exciting football. Chelsea under Mourinho didn't play exciting football, and the fans were happy with that. It wasn't the fans that were complaining, was it? Well, Chelsea, was, Chelsea was complaining. He wanted attacking football. Chelsea fans is an odd concept as they've only got 6,000 talking football tourists. Liverpool fans only pay £35 a week to go in. I pay £50 to sit in my seat in the upper and the dross I have served up in front of me is unacceptable. Um, I've got no issue with Arsenal being bad at all. Uh, when I first started going to the club, uh, the player I wanted to be most in the world was Ian Allenson. Um, fat and rubbish. You know, there's no two ways about that. Um, you know, I was paying six quid to get in and, and, and stand with my dad on the North Bank. Um, but um, no, at least Ian Allenson ran his heart out. An you've, Arsenal supporter. You've got 20-year-old mercenaries from uh, Africa who are millionaires by the age of 20, yeah. who know because of the paucity of the players in the squad, their place in the first team, if not the bench, a stretch is virtually guaranteed. Where's their motivation to run their hearts out? You saw on the last 10 minutes on Saturday, as, as, as Bastian Kev mentioned earlier, Danny Murphy playing puppet master as our players stood 10 yards off him and, and said, well, should we just take a nil-nil and, and get in the dressing room and I get driven back to my, my mansion in Hampstead, please? Well, as you just mentioned, that the whole mercenary back to these players that come in and go... Yeah, I don't see that... The, the, there was a time I wouldn't have dreamt of leaving the ground before the final whistle. And now I'm sitting there and I'm getting frustrated and pissed off and there's five minutes to go and then Song kicks the ball into row X... And I think, see ya, I'm out of here, because I don't want to stand in a queue at Arsenal Station for three hours. And, and that sounds mercenary, but it, the whole thing's gone like that, and it, it's, lost, it's losing me. You know, uh, you know, I'm not leaving Arsenal, but I do feel Arsenal is leaving me. I think it already has. I just think it's whether or not you, know, you choose, to, choose to, to stand and sort of watch from, from afar, because, I mean, I've, I've lost all sort of affinity with the club I really have. You know, I mean, I could probably quite easily go and watch another team, and, you know, every year, as I think I, I said gone. in the last... Last podcast, it gets harder and harder to find your money. Barney. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it, because at least you feel like you would be doing some good. Yeah, you're paying your money. That's the thing, you know, the old days, hybrid, we, be, we belong to something special. Mm. There was something very special there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel special anymore. It's like this big corporate... In fact, the whole game of football, the reason I mentioned Van Persie before is because, you know, you've got your Ronaldo's and you've got all these people... That, yeah, sometimes I watch ITV coverage of football and those commentators, David Pleat, that twat... I mean, he comes out with evening things viewers. like, oh, he did really well there, <laughs> evening viewers. He did really well there to, like, you know, he went down, and I'll tell you what, he did well to go down there. That was really good. He's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're making it, like, making up this really good to win a free kick by falling down, and you watch it again. There's no contact at all. I, I've, I've renamed football corporate media dive ball. Really? It won't catch on. Well, it won't. There's, there's too, many, <laughs> too many syllables in it, but... Winston Smith went into the Emirates Stadium. The clock struck outside the stadium. 13. Corporate media dive Oh, didn't he dive well? Big brother. The, well, if you've read 1984, you know what I'm on about. I, I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's, I mean, it was backed up by the, by the Abui sending off against, uh, 
against Tottenham because I thought that was a bit. Oh, and exactly. a, a lad at work who's, who's, who's not even an, uh, an Arsenal supporter just turned around to me and said, you know, he, he said, I saw the, the, the derby at the, at the, uh, on Sunday. He said, he said, what made me laugh? He said, I know it means something to you supporters. He said, but he said, how many players were there on that field that are actually from London that knew what it was like to play in a derby? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, well, that's it, because the Bure really didn't give a toss about the fact that Come Monday morning, you know, I mean, he, he effectively threw the game away from us. Luckily, we managed to get through unscathed. Did, did he have to go into work and take shit from all of the Tottenham fans on a Monday morning? Of course he didn't. No. Hi, this is Emmanuel Abouye. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Don't blame it on the Nielsen. Don't blame it on the Percy. Don't blame it on Ammonia. Blame it on Abouye. Don't blame it on Rosicky. Don't blame it on Eduardo. Don't blame it on your cliche, blame it on a boy. He just can't, he just can't, he just can't control his feet. He just can't, he just can't, he just can't control his feet. Don't you blame it on the Nielsen, don't blame it on the Percy, don't blame it on the Munya, blame it on a boy. Don't you blame it on the Ziski, don't blame it on Eduardo. And this is Emmanuel Adebayo. I not have anybody saying anything bad about my little brother Emmanuel Abu. He's the laughing soldier of the dressing room. Now, how's he going to be at AC Milan in the summer? The <laughs> <laughs> well, good news is we've got Abu who's a pantomime clown, but Tottenham do have Gareth Bale, mm. which are sti- he's still not actually still won a match. Is it? The, <laughs> the guy when he came on yesterday yeah. in the cha- in the Carling Cup final, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, see you, Tottenham, bye. <laughs> I was in a pub full of Tottenham fans. It was quite amusing, actually. Well, I got out alive. <laughs> you didn't. Just about. <laughs> there were some Chelsea fans as well, which was a bit disturbing. But... So, I mean, I'm interested... What are you doing in a, in a pub in Wiltshire? Well, I, I don't know. I <laughs> and who were the Chelsea fans backing? Uh, they, they, they didn't give a shit. They were a bit weird. <laughs> the Chelsea fans didn't give a shit. They were Chelsea fans. They just hated everyone, as usual. <laughs> and everyone hated them. In fact, I had a conversation with one of them about exactly that. He said, he said something like, oh yeah, why is it Arsenal? You know, we hate Arsenal fans and they hate us. I said, no, no, everyone hates you because you hate everyone. QPR hate you, obviously. <laughs> Tottenham hate you. And this Tottenham fan... He butted in and went, yeah, yeah, we fucking hate. And I actually ended up agreeing with the Tottenham fan that we hated Chelsea more than we hated each other, which is quite... Well, yeah. Pleasant, we outed the top, pleasant we outed Sunday the, afternoon, the day of rest. It was the Duke of Hamilton, actually. We, just, we, did, we, did, we, oust, we ousted the Chelsea fan out of the conversation. I feel more kindred to, to, to that lily-white scum than I do with the Blue Noses. Oh, in a sort of I-know-how-to-hate-them kind of way if you know what I mean or in, or in we've got that much chance of winning anything kind of way well yeah and they're right at the bottom <laughs> the bottom ham hotspurs I've started calling <laughs> as we recording a day after Tottenham's Carling Cup final defeat against Manchester United and had contact that works at Wembley and happened to leave his dictaphone running in the Tottenham dressing room we are fortunate enough to be able to bring you a recording from the scene after their defeat on penalties <laughs> Upset about Jamie? Mission accomplished, didn't it? What are you talking about, Bentley? Are you taking the piss out of our or something? But boss, why is he boiling his eyes out? It's great acting. Is that what it is? You're, make, you're making about as much sense as Juan de Ramos in a team talk. Can't you see the lad's distraught? Leave him alone, won't you? You're losing me now, boss. The way he sent his penalty straight to the keeper was class. 
What? Explain yourself. Well, firstly, let's have a bit of praise for how close I got with mine, yeah? It missed the post by inches. Couldn't have been much closer. Convincing, wasn't it? I think I've lost me marbles. Am I hearing you? Right? It's a shame about Chorluca's goal. Still, his English ain't all that good. Maybe he thought he was supposed to score. Stone the crows. Now listen here. Has the physio been popping you funny pills or something? Christ, I hope you they don't choose you for the random drugs test. I can't see why you're uptight, boss. Don't you remember your instructions to the team in the week? You were quite clear. You don't want anything to do with Europe, but make it look convincing so the fans don't get the ump. Don't go down easily, just make sure you don't win. I thought we were really convincing. Couldn't have made it any closer. You pillock. I was only talking about Thursday night in the Shack Attack Donuts game. I only wanted us out of Europe for the rest of the season so we can concentrate on staying on the Premier League. I did, I did however, want to win this trophy and set up another season of glory nights next year. Oh, sorry boss. Still, never mind, eh? There's always the top six. Strike a light. I think I've just seen our commemorative Carling Cup mug. Someone release a DVD, won't ya? <laughs> Shut up, twat. <laughs> Shut up. Well, we, I want to come back to the point about the, the, the new players in the summer, because, um, Kev, you kind of skated around it. You said a defender. For who? Uh, well, I mean, I, um, I think um, Sandros is probably going to be sold maybe not for Milan I don't know but obviously Wenger doesn't fancy him otherwise he wouldn't have let him go mm-hmm. so we need another centre back well you mean unlike Bentner who he obviously or Bue who he must fancy otherwise well, he wouldn't pick him I yeah. mean you know in a sort of homosexual way who is going to take those guys on loan I mean I, I think I think we need another centre back who is a starter who's, who's basically going to do what Juru should be doing attacking the ball making himself physically present. I know we've had a good run in terms of clean sheets, but let's face it, that's because we've sacrificed going forward with any kind of intention. Um, so, centre-back, obviously, Nilsson, nice lad, tries hard. I mean, he does actually seem to put effort in 90% of the time, but lacks the requisite quality. Now, there is an argument that he's just Gilberto Mark II and we should give the boy a chance. I've seen enough to know he's not actually... He might be He might be a decent player in three or four years, but he's, he's not ready. Not, not right now. If you, if you can't, right now, can't tackle at the age of 20, oh, yeah. having not, played since the age of seven, you're not going to learn by... He's getting out of the way of Fulham players. Well, Kev, do you want to do, do a quick plug for Guna 194? Yes, indeed. It's out for the game against Burnley. It's also on sale at the Blackburn match, and I hope it is on sale for a game against Hull. <laughs> uh, if not, then it'll be on sale at the Man City game. Amongst the pieces included are why Robin Van Persie is unable to form partnerships with other forwards and should be allowed to leave. Ooh. In defence of Denilson, mm. and wait for it, Emmanuel Abue. Is that, is that, that's just a limerick. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, is Arsenal's injury situation actually worse than that of other clubs? A uh, piece on fans arguing with each other inside the stadium. Uh, why one fan prefers to take his son to matches at Dagenham and Redbridge instead of Arsenal. 
Um, a continuation of our mini-series by the grumpy old gooner on the 30 worst things about supporting Arsenal. <laughs> and much, much more, including our regulars such as Dwight Hart Lane, the Highbury Spy and Mickey Cannon. It's only £2 from sellers around the ground or via the online gooner website. OK. And as ever, if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is goonerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Goonashirts.com. With that, it's time for a quick farewell from our panel. Mustafa? Goldstein. <laughs> Don't you hate David. the way they do that? <laughs> yeah. Don't you hate the way that it's that Bayern Munich thing we got? It's like, well, can't we just sing a song like, you know, what do we used to sing? I don't know, Sammy Nelson or whatever. I've forgotten now. No, we used to sing songs like, you know... Instead of like Geordie, Geordie Armstrong, Geordie Armstrong. When they used to come out, didn't they? Used to stand behind, or you used to stand in the North Bank, and each each one of them would have their song, wouldn't they? And they'd all clap. Yeah, well, yeah. well, it happens a few times at away games for particular players that still have got a song. Well, this is the, this is the point. There, there's too much. They shove a load of entertainment down our throats, mm. don't they? Mm. Yes. Yeah, I must admit, I've not noticed that that, that I've forgotten that that's gone since the. Right. Every time I go there, I think, "What is this?" You know, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Oh no, no, no! I obviously, I, I hear that. And the screens blaring at you, and there's, a, there's just no singing anymore. There's no the long goodbye. Reverie. Anyway, Mustafa, Goldstein, David, Udo, and Kevin, Witcher, and I'm Lord. And I've been your host for the last half an hour or so. Thanks for listening. La di da di da, la di da di di. All good friends and jolly good company. Well, hey!